Welcome back to another edition of the Boilers Extra Podcast here at JC Online through SoundCloud. Mike Carmen, Journal and Courier sports writer, uh, taping this on Thursday, late Thursday morning, and uh, some things to get to uh, based on the last uh, 24 hours. We'll, we will have no bucket game this week, and I I emphasize this week because I hold out hope that uh, whatever the Big Ten decides to do when a cro- in their crossovers that they seriously look at trying to play Purdue and Indiana uh, next week, um, Friday night at Lucas Oil Stadium. I mean, they have the dome for the Big Ten championship game for Saturday. You already have, you're already paying for the dome in some part on Friday. So why not, why not put a game down there? You, you could actually put two games down there if you wanted to. Um, but, I I would hold out hope that somehow, um, if things could get work out worked out, that Purdue and Indiana could play, you know, next week and keep the tradition going. But on the same side, Minnesota and Wisconsin want to want to play their rivalry game. So you you've got uh, a lot of needs from the teams, but there's there's a lot of things to work out from a crossover standpoint. First of all, how many how many teams are actually going to be available to play? And you know, I say playing Purdue and Indiana next week, but we have no idea if Purdue or Indiana uh, will be able to play next week. They could not play this week based on the rising number of positive tests uh, coming out uh, of of both programs. Um, Told Purdue's uh, number is in the double digits, uh, and that that includes players and coaches. Uh, Similar to Indiana where, you know, the number – is likely uh, around double digits. Uh, but if you can't play this week and you have whatever it may be, maybe six, eight, ten players that that can't play because they're out 21 days, nothing's going to change in a week. Nothing can bring those players back any quicker based on the Big Ten protocols. So whoever was going to be out for this week – is going to be out for next week, and they're going to be out for the week after that if there were games. So I, I don't know how much um, has changed or how much will change in a week for Purdue and Indiana to, to play a game, whether it be against each other or, or somebody else. Um, so I, I don't know what schools and teams will be available to play um, crossover games. One would think Michigan is likely out because they had to cancel the game with Ohio State. So, um, but we, you know, we don't know. No one knows all the details exactly who's out, how many players are out. Are they still relying on contact tracing and how much that takes people out of the equation? So, uh, you know, it's, it's just going to be really interesting to see what plays out and only in this weekend's games, but as you get into Sunday and then Monday, and, and you know, and a decision has to be made, I think Sunday at the, at the latest regarding what the big 10 is going to do uh, with the, with the crossover week, you know, if not for television money, they, they, they should scrap all of them and just play the championship game. And they probably should do that anyway, but there's so much 
pressure to get as many games on TV as possible that um, they're, they're going to do whatever they can to, to play these games because it's more television revenue that they didn't have um, before. They're just, you know, they're not, they, they couldn't broadcast as many games as they could this year because the not all the non-conference games uh, were canceled. You had, um, well, in essence, you, you, you would have had the same number of conference games, but they've had how many conference games canceled? Purdue's had two. Uh, so you're losing that revenue from a TV standpoint. And TV's not going to be willing just to give up money to give up money because they have their own financial issues. So we've reached a point in the season where why are we playing other than the championship game? And they're only playing the championship game so they can get in the college football playoff and bring in a few more dollars. Um, you know, this thing has been shoehorned uh, mostly from the very beginning. And I don't believe it's been shoehorned for the right reasons. But I will say on the flip side of that, that I do think playing uh, sports right now at any level, I think is helpful for for the athletes and the coaches and and the fan base of these teams, just from a mental health perspective, gives you something to do, gives you something to look forward to. Uh, for the players and the coaches, you're in you're basically back into a daily routine that you're you're accustomed to. Um, you know, fans whether they you know if they're working during the day, then they can um, look forward to watching their team and. You know, I know a lot has been made the last few days about college basketball and what it's doing, and I don't disagree with uh, what uh, Duke coach Mike Krzyzewski said um, about what are we doing here and there's no leadership and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he's right. He's absolutely right. But I would say that playing the games and practicing and getting in that routine that you're used to does help from a mental health standpoint. I think it's, I think it's important that uh, the players and the coaches uh, get involved in that. If not, they're sitting around. You know, this is finals week for most schools. Um, so they would be taking care of that. But then you have a long break of no activity until school starts back up again in, in the middle of January. And then for some schools, it's later than that. And I do know that when Purdue was idle, from a basketball standpoint this summer, um, you know, the players were, you know, getting anxious and, you know, they didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't know, uh, what the future was going to, going to bring, whether they have a season or not. And so once they were able to get back into a little bit of a routine in the summer, and then they found out they were going to play a season when it was going to start, when the first game was, it, it just kind of helped things, move along and I do think it helped from a mental health perspective to give these players and coaches something to look forward to and whatever normal is nowadays it, it allowed them uh, to do that so that's kind of a long way to get back to you know what's going to happen with the crossover games because we don't we really don't know the I mean the initial idea was to play obviously one versus one which will happen Ohio State and Northwestern then Two versus two, three versus three versus three. But if not everybody's going to participate, then you have to figure out another way 
to line these teams up. And there might be a team or a school that just says, you know what, we're, we're done. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to play another game. Uh, our kids would prefer to go home for Christmas, uh, be with their families. And that's the other thing is that regardless of when this football season ends and th- there will be, uh, you know, there will be some bowl games, but how many and who participates in them. Um, but for teams like Purdue, which probably will not be going to a bowl game and shouldn't be going to a bowl game, you know, the players are going to go home. They're going to scatter home, but then they're going to come back. And, you know, if, if you, if you believe the, the, uh, the experts, uh, in the medical side of it, then, you know, we're, we're, we're getting into the knee deep of, of, of the pandemic, the second, the second wave. And are they just going to bring it back? And I know from Purdue's standpoint, I do know that, you know, they have to be tested when they leave. They have to be tested before they come back. So there's that safety blanket that would prevent someone from coming back. But look what happened in football this week. Look what happened at football this week at both places, Purdue and Indiana. Somehow the virus got back into the facility at both places. Somewhere along the line, did someone, player, coach, staff member, whoever, go home for Thanksgiving, be, be involved in some sort of Thanksgiving meal um, event type thing, and then boom, it came back? Or was it, you know, was it something else? Um, so, you know, you're running, you're running some sort of risk, and I know, you know when things come back, football won't be in season, but they're still going to be working out. They're still going to be doing what they normally do. So, I mean, there's just a lot of questions um, that's going to happen in the next few days as far as what's going to happen next week and then beyond that. Um, but I, I would vote, if you, can, if you can do it, for Purdue and Indiana play next week. And, of course, my vote does not count. It only counts with me. And I think that would be the best solution, at least, for these two programs now. Um, they're not, I don't know if they'll take that into consideration or not, or they'll just show, say, raise a hands who wants to play. And if they can find an even number of teams to play, they'll match them up, you know? And I think they would try to do, you know, two versus two, three versus three, as much as they can, you know, a, a program like Penn state, which started zero and five, but as you know, won its last two, the, yeah, they want to play. They want to play, you know, they feel better about themselves and they feel good that they've, um, they've strung a couple wins together and, um, they want to finish it off. And this is, this is more about 2021 than it is about 20. It's not about momentum going into the off season. Cause I don't know if that actually applies, but it's just about you, you basically teams outside of Ohio state, Northwestern, um, and maybe Indiana because Indiana I think still has a shot at a, de- a really good bowl game. Um, if they can, you know, hold on to a spot or play one more game and get a win. But this is all about what's going to happen in 2021 and setting yourself up to uh, get ready for 2021. And that's that's where Purdue falls. Purdue falls in the let's get ready for 2021 category. It's not about playing younger players or anything like that. It's just about getting the mindset, getting things ready to go into next season, which is going to be a very, very important season for Purdue and its coaching staff uh, to get things back to – 
uh, the way they were when when Jeff Brom started this thing uh, back there. And I, I'm, we're not talking about you know nine ten wins or anything like that. I'm just talking about hey, you got to get you got to get back to a bowl game, and, the, and you got to get back to the the way that you know basically, in my opinion, Purdue needs to return the way that it was in 2017. With, with the fire and the passion and the energy and, you know, and Brom leading the way. There's, there's a lot that's been missing in this year, and you could blame it on COVID. You can blame it on other things. But there's just been a lot that's been missing from across the board in the program. And um, it's going to be up Jeff, to Jeff to get that back, starting with himself and then figuring out everything else uh, from there. So, um but anyway, I, I, I would hope that Purdue and Indiana will get a shot next week if they can play. You know, first of all, if the schedule allows it. Number two, if the programs are in a position to play where there's not too much of the virus that takes away the roster. You know, from Purdue's standpoint, they, they, they do have cases, uh, obviously. Um, and I think the running back room has been hit the hardest. Um, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that if, if Purdue had to play a game today, that they would probably have to move somebody to that position. Um, you know, as you know, they had some opt-outs the week before, which has depleted the, the running back room. But I, I think COVID has, has taken out a few others that uh, you, would see, you would see some different personnel uh, back there. Um, and then, you know, same with, you know, same with the coaches. I think some of the coaches have been, um, been hit. So, um, you know, you could see a completely different roster and makeup of a team, but uh, we'll see how this thing plays out. Um, you know, I think Purdue would like to play another game. I think most of them would, but, you know, you've lost four in a row. Is the energy there to do it? You you do want, you know, I think there's a high percentage of players that do want to get back on the field and do it and play again and see if they can, you know, end the losing streak and end this thing on a positive note. You know, I think Jeff's one of them. Uh, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if they'll get that opportunity to be honest. Uh, I just don't, I just don't know. And I, you know, I think that decision probably comes, uh, earlier in the week, uh, cause there's no need to drag it out. And as I said, if you can't play this week, then what are the chances of you really playing, <laughs> uh, next week? So, uh, it's going to be an interesting weekend with no bucket game, uh, this weekend, but I'm crossing my fingers that somehow, um, they can get the get the bucket game somehow uh, scheduled uh, for next week. So um, just so Purdue could have some football next week. And the other reason I wanted Lucas Oil is because um, you know Friday night. Friday night would be perfect because there's a basketball game Saturday at Banker's Life between uh, Notre Dame and Purdue. That that game will probably tip around two o'clock. Although that hasn't been. Um, all the way announced yet, uh, uh, Indiana and Butler are starting at 11.30, and I believe the Purdue-Notre Dame game will start at 2. I think they're just waiting on television uh, to see what network. I think ESPN is going to pick it up, but I'm not sure what channel it's going to be on, and I think the ACC is trying to figure out what football they have next week uh, and how that's all going to be uh, arranged and, and organized. So, um, in this day, in this era right now of no fans, you, you can make adjustments at the last minute, um, and you don't affect a lot of a lot of people. You're not you're not affecting travel plans for 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 players 
uh, parents or fans or anything like that. So you can you can tweak it a little bit, and that's what I'm still holding out hope that they would change the time of Saturday's Purdue basketball game to earlier. But I don't think that's going to happen. I hope it does, but I'm not I'm not uh, holding out much hope that they could potentially move that game up instead of playing it at 7:30 at night. Speaking of basketball, uh, they, the basketball is back in action on Saturday against Indiana State. Um, the, uh, obviously, I mean, like, Indiana State's got a got a solid team, but they've only played one time. They've been limited in practice because of the COVID situation. So, um, I think Purdue will get some sort of test. But this is the, really the last game uh, that Purdue has has a has a chance to to really work on itself and get ready for what's coming up uh, starting next Wednesday when the Big Ten opens against Ohio State, and then you've got Notre Dame. Uh, and then you've got Iowa, then you've got Maryland, and then you've got Rutgers, and then you got Illinois, then you got Michigan State, uh, then somewhere after that is Indiana. Uh, you know, Purdue uh, out of the gate uh, drew a very difficult schedule, but not only an overall schedule, but a difficult road schedule to go with that. The the only positive out of that is that there won't be any fans at the game. But still, Purdue's going to have to go on the road against the upper half of the Big Ten early on and somehow try to tread water and come out on the other end in somewhat decent shape so they're not playing uphill completely the rest of, of the Big Ten season. Now, I think we all know this is not a championship Purdue team. Um, the, the league is just too good at the upper part right now and Purdue's not at that level yet, but I think as you've seen in recruiting, and I think as you've seen with some of the young guys, that it's not going to be long before they're back in that conversation. But this is going to be a year where uh, they're going to take lumps, and they're probably going to take some hard lumps on the road against the better teams in the league, and that's just the way it's going to be. And you know, I think in a year or two, you're going to see, you should be able to see the the payoff. And I know that's hard for fans to really accept because everyone's in the, the, the moment, the now. What have you done for me lately? And somehow the big picture uh, gets lost in, in certain situations. And I think this is one of them where it could get lost, but it, it shouldn't. You know, it's something, if, if, if you listen to anything I've said on these podcasts, this would be the one thing that I would want you to take away from this basketball season. While it is about this season and about this team, this is about the bigger picture for this program. And this, this is just the way it lines up right now. They don't have any seniors. Uh, they do have talented young guys. They're still waiting on Jaden Ivey to get back. But they still have a talented group of young guys. I think we've seen it in the first five games. Not completely, but we've seen enough to know that this is building towards something down the line. And then when you add the recruiting pieces that are coming in next year and then the year after that, um, and there's more to come on the recruiting side, then, you know, I think Purdue has put it, is going to put itself in a position again where winning a Big Ten championship 
is a real possibility. And then going deeper in the NCAA tournament is also a real, real possibility. So just kind of keep those things in mind as you, you watch some of these, but that I will say this, and I don't want to gloss over it. I will say that that's absolutely no excuse, no reason why Purdue should have blown a 20 point lead at Miami against an average Miami team that was without its best player. There's just no reason for that to happen. And to me, that, that, that was a step backward for this team and a little bit for the program, but, um, there's just you, you, they got to have better leadership. They got to have better uh, decisions, uh, better play from from your older guys. Uh, and you know, and I think based on that, you may see a different starting lineup on Saturday. Uh, there could be two or three changes. I know that's a lot of changes uh, for one game, but you know, I think I think Painter and the staff are, are to a point now where they have to they got they have to send a message. They have to try to get a, a wake-up call going with, with some of these guys to uh, to get them in the right direction. And I think, the, you know, obviously, the number one thing will will be um, I would expect Eric Hunter Jr. to be in the starting lineup at point guard on Saturday, and that was only a matter of time uh, once he got back from his injury, and Tuesday was his first um, first game back. And, you know, he had some good moments, but he had some rough moments, but um, maybe if he had a few more games under his belt, the leadership component at that point maybe kicks in a little bit more and maybe he's able to, to work work through, help the team work through the, the, the second half. But I think that's one change. I think the other change you'll probably see, a chance to see at least, would be uh, Mason Gillis for, for Aaron Wheeler starting at the four. Um, you know, Mason played – Played pretty well the other night. Gave him really uh, – he crashed the offensive glass really well. Um, it, for him, it's just a matter of time. I mean, the, the, the guys played like four games, five games in a thousand days. Yeah, I remember, he, you know, his last competitive game before uh, the season opener this year was uh, as a junior uh, – at Newcastle, his last game was at the Crawley Center, Lafayette Jeff in the semi-state, I think, against Culver Academy uh, or Academies, and and then he had you know the health issues, the knee issues. He never just never really got back going and redshirted last year, and then uh, finally played. But he needs experience, he needs time, he needs minutes. He's part of your uh, he's part of your future. He's really a solid piece of your future moving forward. And I thought he did some good things the other day uh, against Miami, and I, you know, I think you know Purdue and Painter are trying to to kind of build on that a little bit. And you know, the other change you might see, and not not saying it will happen, but don't be surprised if Zach Eady starts at center. Um, Travion's not um, not not producing at the level that you know he probably should be. For a guy that's 6'10 and a preseason Big Ten all uh, Big Ten first team guy, um, he doesn't, you know, for a big guy, he's just not, um, you know, he's 6'10, but sometimes he plays like he's 6'2. And there's more in him, there's more there, um, but it's got to get, it's, it's got to come out. 
And you know, there there are a few plays in the game on set on 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 Wednesday on uh, Tuesday that you know if he doesn't foul the three point shooter, which he should no. First of all, nobody should ever foul a three point shooter, let alone a center. Um, that was one, and then a couple times just not going up strong enough. And instead of trying to float the ball over the rim, just just dunk the thing, just shove it down the basket and shove it down your defender's throat. Um, so, you know, you, you turn a couple plays around on, on Tuesday, then the game's a little bit different. I thought not to rehash the game, but I thought Eric Hunter's jumper after Miami had made a run and his jumper made it, I believe 40, 41. I thought, okay, they, 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 they've, uh, they've held them off. They'll, they'll figure out a way to hit some free throws and just get out of this game uh, with a victory. But you know, it didn't happen, but, um, yeah, there were there were a handful of plays that could have really pushed the game and produced favor, but it didn't do it. But I also think this is really the last opportunity to, okay, what what is Purdue's lineup going to be? What is the rotation going to be as they get into Big Ten play and get into this next get into this really tough stretch? Um, who are the guys that are going to give you the best chance to compete, best chance to win, um, especially on the road? Um, and I, so I, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if you see some lineup changes on Saturday just to kind of press some buttons, you know, get a wake-up call here and there and kind of point this team in the right direction. Just because the the future, the bigger picture of this program may be a year or two down the road doesn't mean that the focus is not winning and trying to do as well as they can this year because that is the focus and that's, that's a big, big, big focus is just trying to um, trying to get as many wins as you can, but also get the experience to the players that need the experience as you look as you look down the road. So that's something to watch for 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 Saturday. And uh, we'll be back uh, after the game uh, at some point to, to recap what happened and look ahead to what's going to happen next week because you got. Uh, we're assuming there'll be a football game at some point somewhere uh, being played. You'll have the Big Ten season opener for for basketball, and then you've got signing day for football somewhere in that week uh, where just a lot of things got to get juggled and and handled. But anyway, appreciate you listening and stopping by uh, to check out the latest podcast and uh, questions, concerns, comments. You can shoot the email or however you want to contact me. I think you know how by now. Still looking for a sponsor. If you know anybody, we'd love to love to have a sponsor to uh, to to really get behind these uh, ramblings. And I, I think I think that would be great. But no one as of yet. We'll keep pushing. We'll keep trying and and see what happens. Anyway, have a good day. Appreciate you you stopping by, and uh, we will we'll talk after uh, Purdue and Indiana State on Saturday.